It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Total Villains Podcast. I'm Billy. And as always, I'm joined by George. How as you always, doing, my friend. I'm, you know what, mate? I'm good. Villa finally won a game, so yeah, you know it's just positive vibes in it today. You know, there's no no doom and gloom for once. There's no international break. It feels a bit strange. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's almost like what is going on. You know what I mean? We've won a game, yeah. mate. It's 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 just good vibes. It's just we're just in a good mood, aren't we? Indeed, we are. So should we, should we start off there then? We'll start off crack with on. the Brighton game. 2-0, Ollie Watkins and Tyrone Mings on the score sheet. Take it away. We'll let you go first. Mate, so obviously I was at the game. Um, I don't, you know, I'm not I'm not talking down to you there by saying I was at the game. <laughs> I just, want, just wanted to get out there straight away. So I'm just, I'm waiting for the train. Oh, no, no, I'm on my way up actually. I'm on my way to the train station and um, team news comes out. And at this point, I see the team come out. I go, oh, shit. Good team. I've got 11 out of 11. So then I decide to tweet Billy saying, wait, not along the lines of just gloating and saying I've got 11 <laughs> out of 11. Um, so get on the train, get to Villa Park, just in time for kickoff. Good fun. Uh, the atmosphere, it was quite cagey, I will say. It was, it was decent. I'm not saying it was at its best at all. It was it dropped dropped a bit the atmosphere at times was it going to be a cage affair I think a lot of people had a lot of nerves you know with the run we've been on new manager coming in overall it was positive but it's just this cautious positivity I guess um and yeah you know we get I think out of the blocks we've got a nice little chance from Matty Cash played some good stuff and then the game sort of settled in Brighton sort of settled with the ball we just sort of stayed quite compact not in, not necessarily in a low block maybe more in mid block like. Let Brighton have the ball of it, which is which is fine. I think I think the big thing with the first half, right? There wasn't too much in like in the sort of second end of it. We were under pressure a bit. Like Martinez made a couple of good saves, but I think the real thing was um, there was a clear identity of, identity to what we were trying to do. It wasn't it wasn't spectacular at all. I don't think it was particularly good either. But you could see what Steve Gerrard and his team were trying to like put across with this Villa team. Kind of been and I, I yeah. That's the word. Um, but yeah, no, nil-nil at half-time. I thought it was all right. You know, how, how do you feel about the first half? I agree, to be honest with you. Um, I thought we played some nice football at times, but then Brighton just did what Brighton do. They hold a lot of the ball. They quieten down the, the home crowd when they're playing away. And they, they obviously did that at Villa Park again. Um, mentioned Matty Cash's opportunity, probably best opportunity of the first half, I'd say, unless I'm forgetting something. Um, but yeah, yeah you no. could really see that there was a, an intensity from Villa, particularly at the beginning. And then obviously it kind of faded out halfway through that first half. And then you, it was it was very sporadic, if you like. It was, it was a lot in spells. Um, but I just thought John McGinn, 
that mid the midfield, to be fair, was really, really good. The way that Jacob Ramsey was playing his movement. I thought when Ramsey was brilliant. Ta- when yeah. Target went forward, he would kind of drop yeah. into that left back position. Kind of similar to what Liverpool do when Trent goes forward and Jordan Henderson yeah, yeah, normally I, I, kind I, I, of sits in that mean, yeah. right back position. Yeah. Um yeah, it was just really good. John McGinn was like a man possessed, particularly in that first half. And I just thought, yeah, it was a it was a really it was a Bright first half, but it was very cagey, like you say as well. Obviously, Brighton are a very tough team to beat. Only, I think we said it on the other pod, I think they'd only lost two games all season before this. Yeah. So they are a very tough team to beat. beat. Yeah, like... and So, yeah, nil-nil at half-time was... I was I was happy with, to be honest with you. I was a bit disappointed. I don't think we were the better team in the first half at all. No. It's always disappointing when you don't go into half-time... a goal up or something, yeah. isn't it? But yeah, because you the, can't the, you the can't complain at being nil nil against Brighton. Mm. No, especially the form they've been. I know they, you know, the sort of last five games before, and they weren't in amazing form, but they're still they've still proven they're a very good team and a very even well against coached. even against Man City. They, yeah. I think, was it four one in the end? They lost. I but, think it was. Yeah, yeah. That second half against Man City, they were by far the better team. They took. They took it to Man City and, and at times were pinning Man City back. And it's the first time I think I've seen Man City in a very long time actually get pinned back themselves. Mm. So that's what Brighton can do to teams. Although they lost, although it was 4-1, whatever the final score was, and they got battered in that first half. The second half, they played their normal foot, fearless football. So you know what they can do. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I think the second half... Um... Honestly, I'm struggling to remember at this point. <laughs> it isn't very good, but that oh, I can remember sort of the last twenty minutes. That you know that sort of yeah. spell before. I don't think we were doing particularly much. Like it was, it was a bit. It was okay. Like it was mm. about the same as the first half, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. Um, I remember the Brighton fans calling Tyron Mings a shit Lewis Dunk. They done that was a, before we even get onto the goals. Tyron Mings was brilliant all game. Like it, oh, it was he no, was fantastic. You know, he was, wasn't he? Oh, I thought yeah. he was the best player on the pitch for us. Um, he was. I, I personally, I think McGinn took took man of the match for me, and that's with Tyro Mings's goal as well. But yeah, he he was just an absolute monster, and I've been very critical of Mings. You know that Twitter knows yeah. that. I've been very critical of Tyro Mings, but he was fantastic. Every corner that came in, he was the one getting on the head, clearing. It was just a fantastic performance and just great for him to top it off with a goal as well. Yeah. So uh, should, we, should we get on to the sort of the substitutions? Because that's where it really kicks off, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so what, just what just before first we get in, just, yeah, just before we get into the substitutions, it, it kind of is is a part of the substitutions. But what did you think of Emi Buendia? Because he he obviously came off. I thought personally that he had a very another very underwhelming game, and I'm starting to lose patience with him. Yeah. That may seem I, a bit, you know, I don't know. It may come across as a mm. bit impatient from me, but we're now 12 games in, and I've not really seen an awful lot from Emmy Wendier to really get excited about. And I, I really hope that he'll prove me wrong. I do believe that he will eventually prove me wrong. But this isn't a play that's coming across from a European team. No. Or something like that. He's played in the Premier League before. He's played in the Championship. He knows what the Premier League's about. He knows English football. Why is it taking him so long to kind of get acclimatised back to the Premier League? It's it's just so frustrating. But getting into the substitutions, he had to come off. And I mean... Yeah, I thought Wendy had done... He was underwhelming. I think that almost sort of frustrating thing, or one of the frustrating things about him, is he, he he's very, so far he's been very in and out of games, and there are little moments where there were, like he played, he just, in little passages of play, where he does something really tidy, really, like, really nice, like um, when Danny Ings was slipped through, um, mm. near, or nearly through, like uh, Steele just beat him to the ball in the end. Um, but that I thought that, like, when they're linking up in those positions, floating in, that was really good. But you get these moments and it's almost not consistent enough. Um, so, yeah, I do think he was the right player to come on, off, even. Did, did Bailey come on straight away? Or was it Bailey uh, or Young? No. Young first? Um, it was Young first. It was 
No, it was Bailey. It was, no, it was Bailey, young. It was it? young. It was young that came on first. Yeah, young for came on. No, young okay, came on first yes, for Danny that Ings. Was it. Then Ollie Watkins went in the middle, didn't he? And young on that yeah. left wing, and then um, yeah, that was it. Bailey came on and switched it around yeah. for Jacob Ramsey. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. And then El Ghazi came on for Buendia. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought. That, I mean, the substitutions worked really well. I think. Um, I think the big difference maker. Uh, we, we said it last week, mate. We said Ashley Young, whether he started or not. Like, which obviously, as, as I said before, I got all, all eleven out of eleven <laughs> correct in the starting eleven. With, and we Ashley get it. Young was one Billy said. We get it. Yep. We get uh, it. Don't worry. I'll be back for one minute. Um, and I mean, Ashley Young was just fantastic, wasn't he? He, was, he rolled back the years to use a phrase that everyone has said over the last, what, four days we've had now since Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, he was brilliant. I honestly, I, I was convinced he was going to score at one point. Um, just just, <laughs> just, just the momentum in it. Honestly, mate, I, I said to my dad, if he, if he, if Ashley Young scored in front of the whole end again, I'd, I'd genuinely just burst into tears, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I can't lie. I, no, I, I thought you I were just, just going to say him. you'd run on the pitch or something, but no. Oh, no. I, 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 I'd just be overwhelmed with emotion, I think. Like, he's, <laughs> he was just, like, the guy that got me. I really fell in love with at Villa. And maybe, yeah. like, Villa become a religion to me. Um, I mean, Bailey looked bright again. It was nice seeing him in, mm. like, sort of narrow spaces. Um, yeah, it was, but Ashley Young was the guy. And, you know, Nakamba, who... Started in midfield, obviously, this is where the break came from for the goal. Not sort of playing no nonsense, just a little ball out, sort of what, from around his penalty spot to Ashley Young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shouts about Young takes on a guy, run, like starts charging forward, ball on the wall. Really nice to Really nice. It was such a lovely counter attack as well. You know, El Ghazi's running across, trying to wait. Well, make space, but also we're probably looking for the pass because he probably wasn't. Yeah. I mean, you look at you look at that. So obviously, Ollie Watkins cuts inside and scores, sends for the park into Raptures. Fantastic! Right. That goal. just just sort of Great oh, it's brilliant. But you look at that goal, right? And there's a moment where El Ghazi's probably in a good position, and the pass is on, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just, and then he keeps he goes inside, and Bailey's got a load of room. Obviously, Watkins as well with it, and he doesn't. He's done really oh, well. Yeah. So it made the yeah. But even in that break, it there's multiple ways it could options, have gone. Yeah. Yeah, there's options, everything. Oh, Ollie Watkins is just so good to see. His first goal in front of a full hole end, which I didn't sort yeah. of clock until uh well, I, I, when I was it one of his interviews. Yeah, it was on match of the day, yeah, and he said it was yeah, nice to get his first it. goal in front of the whole end. And here's me thinking <laughs> first off thinking was that his first goal that he's ever scored in front of the whole tent? <laughs> Obviously oh. meeting with fans, but yeah, it was it was a fantastic breakaway. I mean, you've described it very well there. Um, I'm gonna be honest, my head was about to fucking explode if he if he'd have missed that without laying it off to Bailey. <laughs> Honestly, I'm convinced he should have got the, 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 the tension in my head. Like, you know, oh. when you see steam coming out of like a cartoon's ears or something. Yeah. That was literally about to be oh, <laughs> it's literally about to be me. Oh. Fortunately, it was in another way that my head exploded. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. It's fantastic. And then to go on from there, you know, we all saw we've all seen it before, well, at the time and then after. As soon as Villa scores, Steve Jones loses his head for a minute, get, just goes all emotion, and then sort of thirty seconds later, it's come on now, press, press, press. Let's get, let's get back at them. Yeah. It doesn't matter what we scored, we go again, and you know, it's what, <laughs> so it's, it's a nil-nil mentality. Whatever happens, um, and yeah, it's, we sort of, we're back at Brighton, uh, and we're putting the pressure on. We're getting up the pitch, and. Corner comes, uh, play out. Tyrone Mings. I mean, I don't know about the penalty shouts. I, I, I've not really. Paid I, enough I was, I was so confused with this goal because it, yeah. th- from the angle on the telly, anyway, from obviously I couldn't be there. I wish I could have been, but um, yeah, from the angle on the telly, it just looked, it just looked like two people kind of like trying to dive for the ball, kind of thing. It was really weird. Then right. you hear the whole crowd go up shouting for a handball. And then I'm like, 
wait, was that was that handball? All right, we may, we, we may have a penalty here kind of thing. And then <laughs> for Mings to slide in, keep the ball, John McGinn does his little turn, puts his ass in, oh, puts his ass in the way. Fantastic. Then a nice ball across for Webster great to just ball. lay over. Straight into the back. You see Taro Mings just he's like just charging into like I don't know how he kept the ball under control. It's such a good finish. <laughs> it was a fantastic spot. finish. How like the the pace the ball's coming at him and the fact that he's running full pace and like weak foot, bouncing ball, how he just kept his body over it to put it into the yeah. in. Oh my word. That it was just brilliant. And it was no more than he deserved Tyro Mings. He was he was honestly we said before, yeah. he was phenomenal. He was so good, um, and I'm sure you know he'll, he'll have a slip. He might not now, but that was just the performance you want out of him. Like you know, it doesn't have to be every week. If we can keep near that every week, that'd be perfect. Yeah. But captain's performance, definitely three points. Villa, all that stuff, wonderful. Loved it, mate. Yeah. Like, do you know what and... I loved even more? To segue us onto it. Here just we before, go. While it was still nil nil. Here we go. Attendances. Oh yes! So last last time out, we uh, <laughs> we did a little attendance prediction because uh, we don't really. I say we. It's mostly you, Billy. Who yeah, like I, I don't scores. like score predictions because I just feel like if uh, if I say that Villa are going to win, we lose. If I say we lose, we're probably going to win. And I don't like saying that we're going to lose, so I don't like doing them at all. <laughs> right. So. Instead, last week, we decided to do the attendance predictions. We did. And Billy went for 41,364. Okay. You know, yeah. it makes sense. It was sold out. You know, you might not get some season ticket holders come. Deliver. Brighton didn't, weren't actually fully sold out, were they? Or there were some spaces from what I saw. Not loads. And I decided to say 41,763. So fairly okay. big. Gap yeah, I think we, as well. Yeah. Um, and the real attendance, I would say a drum roll, but we, we already know what it is. <laughs> 41,925. So I actually won. I was only 162 away. I, I say I'm, I'm reading all this like I've come up with it. No, you've <laughs> done all the notes with it. All the little I was going to say. <laughs> I have completely stolen this thunder and just <laughs> all the glory on it. So I was 162 away, and you, Billy, you were absolutely battered. You were 561 away. I was, I mean, which is going to be something. I feel like it's going to be hard to make up. That, you know, 399 point advantage I've got on you over so far is it's yeah. big. It is big. You know, it, it is. Many, it's massive. Unfortunately, what was that? Oh, you cut it's out. How many fans blues get? <laughs> so. So yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough one for for me to make up, especially with all the research going in now. None of us, yeah. neither of us, want to lose the next one. Um, but yeah, I was I was listening to the game. I heard over the over the thing. Well, I thought I heard forty one thousand one hundred. So I've I've just gone yes, get in in the seventieth minute for no reason whatsoever. Uh-huh. <laughs> Th- thinking oh, that thinking that I'd won, and then George sends me a photo of it. Yeah, I literally forty one thousand nine hundred twenty five. Took a photo as soon as I saw it. Said to my dad, "Oh yes, I fucking won it two out of three. <laughs> the best thing was the fact that obviously I mentioned before Billy tweeted me saying, "Oh, let's wait till see late wait words. Yeah, well, let's wait and see what the attendances are, mate." With a little smirking face, <laughs> turns out. He lost that one as well. So, you know, I'm on my high horse this week because I am. I'm just the best. I think until we I botch it all up against Palace, um, I am so. the best. Um, but yeah, no, it, it must have been a tough one for you to take. And do you know what else is going to be a tough one, mate? This game against Crystal Palace coming up on Saturday. It is going to be a tough one. How are we feeling about that? That's a very good question. How am I feeling about this? I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know if that's a good thing. It's probably a bad thing. <laughs> uh, I know what you mean. No, 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 you mean. It's like I the fact that we won it just changes the whole weekend. It just puts you in such a better mood. Yeah. And I can't wait for the next one. So hopefully we get a result there. But it's just the stress of the ninety minutes. 
it's oh man, I, I can't wait for it though. I am looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to see it, seeing the lads' reaction from it from the win, obviously against Brighton. Um, yeah, it's it's another real tough game though. Palace are doing really, they are doing well, really good, but then. Conor Gallagher you know, scares sure. me. They should, they should have had a red card as well. Joachim Anderson, how he got away with yeah, that? On I Chris don't Ford. know how he got away with I it. I have no idea. Which I really rate Joachim Anderson as well. So he's probably going to score and keep a clean sheet against us. Knowing my you, you say this, and Christian Benteke is in good form. Like I don't, I don't think we can sort of gloss over that one. Like. <sighs> I know, it, it, there's so many threats, oh, so many Chris, threats. Big Chris Benteke can't do that to me, surely. surely. He hasn't done it yet, has he? He hasn't done he, it yet. Oh, no, he did last season. He scored last season, didn't he? He didn't score against us last season, did away, he? No, away. Away. Eh? Away at Palace he scored when they beat us, I think. Did he? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. This oh, needs... Right. <laughs> I've got to find it now. <laughs> Come on. Sorry to the listeners. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we're, we're all right. We're talking. Yes, he did score away. against us. Yeah, he, he oh, did. He beat me to it. Yeah, no, I thought he had. So, okay, yeah, that's that's something. And he'll probably start. You know, he's he's in form. He's missing his usual chance. Ben Teke is a fantastic, fantastic striker. We know this ourselves. All that was yeah. missing from him in the last few years has been confidence. He's now got that confidence back. He's just a monster, isn't he? Like, he really is. And if they play to the his strengths, he's always going to score goals. He is always yeah. going to score goals. I just hope it's not against Villa. And it, it's no. so frustrating because I, I love seeing Christian Benteke do well for, for what he did for us. Yeah. I think it was just so unfortunate the way things went for him at Liverpool. It, was, it wasn't the right move for him. And... It's just so frustrating how his his career's gone from from his point of view. It's it's frustrating for me to see because he was he was one of my idols growing up. He was I yeah. loved Christian Benteke and I love to see him the doing horrible so well. thing. No, he's it's just, just so frustrating that he's, he's hit form just as he plays us every yeah. year. Yeah, I mean, just, he still it just makes me nervous. Yeah, I think I that would I just tried to put in on you then I know I was honestly you're in full flow but uh, he's been he's in his sixth season at Crystal Palace how horrible does that like feel yeah that's oh he's only Villa for three but he's <laughs> like oh that's such a oh no that makes me feel uncomfortable um, um, yeah Palace are oh, yeah. very good it doesn't matter who you look I mean Elise, I don't know who's fit or not Elise a bit a is he's coming back to fitness he was on the bench oh, last weekend, wasn't he? But at the same time, I know they've been a very good team defensively this season. Did concede three last time out. To they Burnley. did concede three. I know that they, quality they're not wasn't losing great. though. They just don't. No, correct. They're not losing football games, and it's really annoying. I'm just trying to get it up here. How many? They've lost two games all season, so it's it's the similar kind of thing against Brighton. Hopefully, we can make that three for them as well, but. Do you know what? 12 games I, in and they've lost two games all season. It's ridiculous. They have the only won three, though. Job. They have only won three. So they're getting a lot of draws. A lot of draws. Do you know one thing I think might be um, different to the Brighton game? How What we saw with the press and with the narrow front three and then the wide central midfielders sort of pressing the fullback, um, I think that might work a bit more efficiently against a back four. Instead of a back five, I think that's what with the Brighton game you were very like, you weren't man for man in that regard. Yeah. Whereas I imagine it'll be similar, but against a team like Palace who play a back four, um, you might get a bit more success higher at the pitch, so you might see a bit more of the ball. You know, I'm not not an expert tactically at all, but do you know what I mean? I thought Brighton was like an awkward yeah. game to start with to see how that works. Um, like I think that. Against Palace's back four, it might might work a bit more efficiently because you might have a more a spare man more often. Mm. So if you can win the ball higher up, like you yeah. might have a chance. I mean, let's hope so. Also, break, well, let's hope so. Yeah, they've also got J- James McArthur. Is it? I think he's out. James McArthur, and he's been a, he's out. Uh, yeah, Milivojevic came in last week, didn't he? I yeah, think, but it, it seems like um, James McArthur is going to be out all season, which is a play that. Patrick oh Vieira has started most Club games. Club captain, isn't he? Believe so, yeah. He's, oh, a, yeah. He's, a, he's been 
pivotal, if you like, for them this so far this season. Mm-hmm. Um, just a, a run. He just runs and runs and runs, I think, from, yeah. from what I've seen of him. And he's been doing it for years. Like, mm. he's he's been a... You know, he's been a Premier League player for years now. Like the, yeah. He's proven that he's one of those who'll just do the job. He gets the job done and puts his all in. And I guess with a new manager, that's all you can want. And just apply yeah, exactly. into everything. And I think it's, um, that could really help us. Because I think, mm, like, I, like I say, he's been he's been a pivotal part of that um the Palace success, from my understanding of it, I'm not going to say that I've been watching Palace religiously. No. This is only what I've heard and what I've read. Um, so yeah, him being out for the season for our game certainly, um, that could really play into our hands. And fingers crossed, it does. <laughs> oh no, I'd, I'd love that to happen. I'd love to just go and win again. I think going into a big game against Manchester City on Wednesday night that'll be even better. Um, okay then, so we're not going to go into any attendance, uh, score predictions even. We're not going to. How do you think we're going to line up then? How do you think we're going to line up against, uh, You see, this is a very big question because last year, or last week, sorry, it kind of picked itself. The only real Mm. debate was the Nakamba against Ashley Young. You've now got Nakamba against Ashley Young, against Douglas Louise, against Morgan Sanson. Right, actually... I feel like we need to caveat this a bit more. We need, I think, we need to go with what we'd pick a what little bit more. Would what's kind of more of a mix, but we have got to put our own stamp on things because then okay. it shows how much we think like Stephen Gerrard. Maybe I don't know because I don't. You know, if we were like, oh well, I well, don't know what, how. What, I don't want us to what, what Stephen Gerrard pick kind again. of thing. Yeah, I think we need to go All more right. as us. Okay, it's not that you. Do you want, do you want me to go first? Um. If you want to, I'll, so I, have, I know I'm what I'd pick. Coming up with it on the spot. Go on then. I'll have time to think now. Emmy Martinez, Matty Cash, Ezra Conza, Tyrone Mings, and Matthew Target for me. And then going into the midfield, it'd be a three again with Douglas Louise, Big John McGinn, and Jacob Ramsey. Going into the front three. Now Ooh, for me. This is where it gets interesting. It is where it gets interesting. Ollie Watkins, he's starting. Yeah, he's he's nailed. Where's he starting? He's starting out on the left. <sighs> oh. The next player, Danny Ings. Now, Danny Ings is also starting, and it's obviously down the middle. Now, Leon Bailey and Buendia. Now, these two have entered the frame. One of them is starting on the right-hand side. Yeah, and, I think we both, the bench. and I think we both know who I'm going to pick. I think you're going to pick Leon Bailey, mate. Leon Bailey is getting a starting place for Aston Villa against Crystal Palace. In my opinion, that would that's the team that I would pick. We, we've touched on Emi Wendy already. He's been very underwhelming. Whether he just mm. needs game time, maybe, and just to... I don't know. He's, he's had 12 games, 11 games, if you count the fact that he was out for the, uh, the Chelsea game, wasn't it? Because he went to Argentina. Um, yeah. So all right, so he's had eleven games. He's not done an awful lot. He has, like you mentioned, he has, he has had starts, glimpses. He has shown glimpses, mm. but it's just way too inconsistent. But for I, me, I, I would have caveat that with a lack gone. of consistent system. Like obviously, when we were playing the back yeah, five, he has been, you know, he has been on the right. He's been down the middle for him. I think there's been a lot of problems. I, I did watch a football day <laughs> a few weeks ago about. Players who are underperforming, or or, or maybe ranking. No, it was ranking uh, most expensive summer signs for each team. Um, and they were saying that there is those problems. Like he has been underwhelming, but you know, at the same time, his shot creation's still very high. Like one of the best outside mm-hmm. the top, the big six. Um, all right, he's not looked at his best, but the team hasn't overall. But I'll give him time. I yeah, you've so, got to give him yeah. a bit more time. But I just think I don't know. I think. Just the more direct approach, maybe against Crystal Palace with Leon Bailey. Yeah. You know what Bailey's you know, going to give you is yeah. pure speed, and he's got. And I mean, he nearly on scored on Saturday with a, a lovely volley on his way oh, foot. Cracking volley, yeah. Honestly, I was gutted I was that Ollie didn't. <laughs> I was gutted that Ollie couldn't turn it in with a volley. But I mean, oh to, yeah, a well, he should have left it for El Ghazi. To be fair, he should have left it for El Ghazi, and El Ghazi probably would have scored. 
Oh yeah, God, he would have sent it. it into the no, he wouldn't have done. of the whole thing. He would have leathered it into top corner. You know he would. <laughs> right, no. So, I like your team. However, I disagree with it as as the manager in this instance, as the head coach. <laughs> right. Back five. Perfect. That's fine. We're going with that. Yeah. It picks itself. It did last season. It Hopefully, you know, we're back onto it now. Um, midfield is where I've... Um, midfield, it, out of these next six, I've there's two different. I don't think Dougie comes straight back in. Um, it's nice seeing him back fully fit. Um, I think Nakamba was too brilliant. And I think Nakamba plays. So I think Nakamba starts in the six, right? Ahead of him or to the side of him is McGinn and Ramsey. It has to be, okay? Mm. This is where I'm going bold, right? Because, you know, I've took a perfect week this week. I'm allowed to make these bold decisions. <laughs> um, So we're going with, on the right, I agree, Leon Bailey. I'm I'm fine with that. Inste- I'm dropping Danny oh. Ings, unfortunately. You, you've know, got something no, against no, Danny Ings. I thought Danny Ings wasn't... <laughs> I actually didn't think Danny Ings was that bad. I just thought he was very, very much on his own. Uh, he was, he was, you know, he wasn't... He, you could, we can agree he wasn't great. I, I mean, he might have even been worse than Wendy. He was le- a lot less involved, let's put it that way. Mm. So, Bailey's in. Watkins is up top. You know who's starting on this left-hand side, don't you? You can guess. I, the man who I, changed the game on Saturday night. Yeah, I think... I think I messaged you at the end of the game. I was like, Ashley Young is going to start. I put most weeks. It might not be most weeks. But Ashley Young has proven that yeah. he knows everything to a T. Ashley Young's starting for me. And whether he does or he doesn't. But for me, this week, I'm starting Ashley Young. After that performance, I've, I have to. I've got that's a my front for three. You. Go on then. I, I do like that team. This, this is yeah. kind of going slightly a bit off topic, but under the Ashley Young theme, if you like, it was reported the other day that Ashley Young, say, Ashley Young was very close to starting against Brighton in the... Te- this is what the... You, the, the I think this is misworded. In role. Um, I think this is misworded. Do you... And a lot of a lot of Villa fans were moaning the fact that <laughs> over the week Ashley even Young's worked he, hard in training. Yeah, a lot of fans were moaning that we've got a 36 year old that's about to start a Premier League game for us. I don't I'm understand with it. I he's good I enough. do not understand the mentality behind the why are we starting Ashley <laughs> Ashley Young kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all I all I want from my or these Villa players is that they work their socks off and they leave everything out on the pitch. And that's what And on the training ground. Yeah. Ashley Young's clearly been working very hard on the training ground. Mm-hmm. And that's all I, that's all you can ask from these players. As long as they're working hard, leaving everything out there, that's all you can ask for. When you can start to see that they're dropping off and not really being too bothered, like you're starting to see maybe under Dean Smith, yeah, that's when things need to change. But I just don't understand the mentality behind some people thinking, yeah. well, he's 37. What are your thoughts on that? No, I, th- I think people's problem, a lot of the comments I saw about that was, um, I can't remember who broke that bit. Was it Ashley Priest? I can't remember that. Believe it's it irrelevant anyway. But when they said, oh, Ashley Young was looking like he might, was pushing for a start as a 10, this isn't a 10 behind two strikers. Like, this isn't what, you know what I mean? No, yeah. I think this was, this is why I'm saying it's misworked. Because everyone, you know, everyone's sort of familiar, or a lot of people are familiar with the idea that Steven Gerrard's wingers inside forwards play like two number 10s. Mm. And this is where you sort of go, oh, when you put like two and two together, instead of getting five, and yeah. saying, <laughs> oh, we've just got rid of Dean Smith, who wouldn't play, his, play players in the right position, right? Um, you get four and you go, oh, they mean putting him to the side, like just behind a striker, yeah. which is how they lined up, how he came on off the off the bench, yeah. right? And yeah, Ash, like, fine. He was brilliant, honestly. Like, I might get emotional about it. He was really good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. So yeah, I'd start Ashley Young in there. I'd, you know, I'd give him, give him an hour because he knows everything to a T. I think it's just going to be a, it could be an even tougher game than Brighton and you know yeah. you need your most trusty players who are going to just do who have worked you know been able to work with the team and been able to work on every like who know the system Ashley mm. is perfect for it 
So by all means, actually in the t- in the two in one of the two ten roles. So <laughs> then me, basically just on the left wing again. You know, it's like the old days. <laughs> yeah, Ashley was a ten. Bring it on. I wouldn't you, be totally opposed people forget. to that, actually. Although you would, although no, I I I love Danny Ings. I, I love Danny, Danny Ings as well. Do you? <laughs> I do love Danny Ings. I think he's brilliant. His movement's incredible. But he like he would touch the ball what 14, 17 times. I read. I don't know. Hardly he, got on he the also ball. he also needs the supply. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I'd which you could, which you could argue is I'd have part of the problem, which is why we shouldn't be playing. Yeah, we don't really have the supply for him at the minute. I'd I'd just I'd take him out for this one, and then he's on. You know, when the legs are getting tired, then he's got a bit. He's got a bit more of an edge, maybe over a defense. Yeah. So you know, if the, he's not getting the supply himself, he can kind of one up a bit more. Do you know what I mean? Mm. He can I make a bit more mean. out of nothing. Um, yeah, not that he can't anyway, but. No, I, th- I just I think it was tight. Originally, I was thinking. I think I w- I think that's the one where I'm very happy. If Danny, I'm fine if Danny starts. I think he deserves yeah. another chance, certainly. Um, but I don't know how you. I think Ashley Young deserves the start more than keeping Danny Ings in. I think that's my point. And mm. I think you can't drop Ramsey or McGinn. I don't think you drop Nakamba. Like I think the midfield stays the same. That's my, my, that's, my, my, that's my logic with all of it. Yeah. My problem with Nakamba is although he had a very successful pass accuracy, yeah. Douglas and he is a very good player to break up the but play. But then when was the last time Dougie played 90 minutes? I don't know. Probably, yeah. Uh, was it, I can't remember if he was out Southampton. But my, my thing is, I, Douglas always just gives you that. Then, but. So getting back into that, sorry for the technical difficulties that we've just... Uh, it's all right, it all come out in post, there. problem solved. <laughs> My problem with Douglas Louise, or with Nakamba, sorry, that Douglas Louise yeah. brings you is the passing ability. Douglas mm. Louise can spray a pass wherever he wants on the pitch. Marvellous Nakamba can't. And against a team like Crystal Palace, who I expect will be keeping more possession than... I would just like to see a more abled passer, if you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, you know, like I, I, I do agree with you. Like I do think, um, but I understand why you're saying that you want Nakamba to play as well because he did have a fantastic game. But for, I know for me, Douglas Louise is I'm just yeah, better. This is it, you know, out of any of the players we've said out of those fourteen, we've said to start. I'm fine with any of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I agree, and I um, think that I think a lot of that is probably down to Steven Gerrard and yeah, the, how he's how we played against Brighton. Because imagine saying that he's willing for Ashley Young to start under Dean Smith, you wouldn't have been really unless it was mm. for left back. Um, but that's something else actually that I want to just touch on quickly before we move on to the attendance prediction again for the Crystal Palace game. Um, it's been reported by an ITK source. Now, people listening are probably thinking, oh, bloody hell, Is this the ITK, ITK source. source that normally gets stuff right, which is really frustrating yeah, because we don't trust them at all? It's the okay. ITK source that broke that Danny Ings, Douglas Louise, and um, Tyrone Mings were all out for that game a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember who it was against. Yeah. It was the ITK source that said that Stephen basically talked us through the Steven Gerrard stuff. And he reported the other day, I've got it up here, that Aston Villa will prepare to go all out for Stuttgart defender Borna Souza in January. The quick attacking left back is one of Gerrard's main targets. Aston Villa will be willing to offer up to £25 million. A lightning quick play will be very exciting if pulled off. Now, Matt Target had a fantastic game as well. He looked he like the Matt Target from last season. If he continues playing like that until January, do you think we will still be willing to pay twenty five million on a left back? Um, I'm not sure. I remember, sort of like, just to go over this sort of left back rumours. I would be much more open. I'm sure they've bought us. How old is he? About twenty, twenty three, twenty four. I'll have a look for you now. Um, but I was I was very welcome to the idea of going 
23. Okay, I was very welcome to the idea of someone like Aaron Hickey coming in from Bologna. Mm-hmm. I think it's Bologna. I think it, I'm yeah. fair, confident it's Bologna. Uh, who's what, 2021 instead? Yeah. I think like just someone that's sort of a little bit younger mm-hmm. who can develop really nicely. Um, and also, I think, I'm pretty sure he can play on both sides, Aaron Hickey. And not, not you know, don't, again, you want to bring it back. Don't quote me on it. Um, <laughs> but he's, uh, like, that sort of idea of a quick attacking left back appeals more. Just that bit younger, because I think Matt Target is fine. You know, Matt Target played like he did against Brighton for the rest of the season. Like, it's Matt Target happy. from us. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, I'm open to it. It's It's like with the... The, like the crazy rumours about Paul Torres, right? Who's yeah. a left-sided center, who's fucking brilliant, right? <laughs> um, he's going to... If we were to bring a player like him in, which I still think is... I don't think... I've seen stranger things happen, but I still think it's baffling if, like, he imagined if this happened. <laughs> that, he, that guy, he replaces Tyrone Mings. Like, a lot of the players but, that right, are fine. fine they need to be, like, playing like they did against Brighton every week. For yeah. you to not think about replacing them long medium term. Do yeah. you know what I mean? I'll I'll so this, I'm open to I'll transfers. Offer you, I'll offer you this one about about the Pal Torres stuff. Um I think you make a very good point on the the transfers and what you've just said basically. Um players playing how they are. Um it's I don't really know what I'm saying here. We've lasted forty five minutes this time. You said keep going, keep going, don't ignore it, ignore it, keep going, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I'll offer you this, the Pau Torres stuff. Okay. Newcastle come in for Tyrone Mings. Newcastle want Tyrone Mings. Eddie Howe oh. wants Tyrone Mings to go to Newcastle. I don't know if Tyrone Mings goes. They oh, offer, keep going there, sorry. They offer £30 million for him. Mm, that I can see that happening. Okay, I thought you were going to go out and say 50 then, and I was like, whoa, no, steady on. They, are, they offer £30 okay. million pounds for him. We can then effectively get Pau Torres if you believe the numbers really? going around. The release clause say, probably is right, yeah, because it he said it's apparently there, got a release clause of £42 million, pounds, 50 million euros. We could effectively get Pau Torres for £12 million pound net spent. Do you say yes to the Tyrone Mings offer and then to get Pau Torres? Do you say no to that and still get Pau Torres? <laughs> what what do you say? Do you get Pau Torres um, at all or do we just right, stop in all on, in all honesty, as footballers, as footballers ability just to the point I snap your hand off, right? But Tyrone Mings is club captain. We've already lost one club captain in recent times. <laughs> And that didn't start off very well. Tyrone Mings is a brilliant ambassador at the football club. <laughs> and he like I just don't think Tyrone Mings goes if Newcastle were bidding. I don't I do think, think he's that's, too, do you think I think he's very headstrong of... and very, I, I think he loves the club. Mm. I think, you know, as as the kind of guy he is speaking out about things, I don't think he backs the uh the Newcastle take him. I think this is the th- this is the thing with a lot of Premier League players, a lot of Premier League, like I think they reflect the views of the clubs. Like people that some footballers won't um, be interested in in Newcastle just because of one the position they're in, but also like sort of the ambiguities, let's put it, and of the ownership. Mm. And Tyrone Mings been, you know, he's been he's spoken uh, out a lot human, about human about rights, human rights like yeah. yeah, and equality. So I, I don't think he goes. And I don't that's very interesting, goes. actually. And yeah. that that's so, something that I've got, to be honest, I didn't think about that at all. I just, um, you know, I so I think that's very interesting. What I was going to add is, do you think that Villa would let him go? If the, if the, I don't the offer know of £30 million pounds comes in. I don't do you think Villa do, do you because th- look, you paid in, 25 for him. Yeah, in today's age, I spoke about this with my dad, actually, and he said, and the rest. You know he's he's got he's an experienced head in that dressing room for us anyway. He's he's one of the he's older proven England players, international, proven yeah. England international. Thirteen clean sheets in seven, sixteen also, games, I think it is. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, um, so yeah, but he also grew up as a Liverpool fan. Oh, did like, he? I just think Tyre. Yeah, he's a Liverpool fan. I had no and idea. I just think Tyre Mings would be like. I'm not surprised if he could keep this up now. What? Because I think he's just. 
on one. Uh, like a lot of players, like when we talk about yeah. raising standards, like uh, this is the kind of thing Steven Gerrard will do just because everyone mm. will idolise him for what he's done as a footballer. And there's got to be a few, you know, especially those players sort of up to sort of 28, like Tyron Mings, but I am mm. any of them who are sort of within the sort of similar age range to who've grown up watching yeah. Steven Gerrard play. Like these, it, uh, it, even the players like Jacob Ramsey. Well, yeah. Is, like, I can't remember. I can't remember who it was. I saw it somewhere, but someone was saying that that even the youngsters, because Gerard's literally only just out of retirement, is what forty one. These yeah, youngsters, four years retired, doesn't he? The youngsters still know who Stephen Gerrard is, kind of thing. Oh, of course they do, and they like, they know how good of a player he was. Yeah, so they like, he he brings the name as well as that's it. The managerial stuff to go along with it as well. So, the players like Jacob Ramsey, Carney Chukwuemka, the midfielders in particular coming through, yeah. I think will look up and just go. Tim Ireg Bonham. There we go. You smashed it. <laughs> oh. I think they'll be they'll just be looking up in awe of who they're working under. You know what I mean? Yeah, mate. It's, Honestly, so, everyone. It's interesting. It's just exciting. Yeah, no, so I don't, I don't think it happens. Moving on, though. Well, as a, as a skill level, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we, we're what moving on. waiting for? We're moving on. This, it is what people have been waiting for. This is it. This is it. Now. I've waited 50 minutes for this, Bill. And I've got a prop ready. So got a prop ready? Yeah, yeah, I've got my whiteboard. Oh, okay. I was, yeah. <laughs> I was wondering what you was going to say. For the audio listeners. I, th- there, I thought you was going to bring Ty No Mings out there. <laughs> oh, no, I broke in the other day, actually. Look. I dropped oh, in. What's come off? Pro Copper out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think you really glow on that one. <laughs> he's standing right. up all right. I'll just keep worrying I'm going to knock him over. Go on, attendance is Crystal Palace, Selhurst it's Park. A t- it's attendance time. Crystal Palace, Selhurst Park. What is your attendance? You've got it written down. I've got not it written t- down. You've not touched it for 50 minutes, 51 minutes now. Right. What is your Crystal Palace I'm, I was attendance looking at the, prediction? I'm going to undercut their highest attendance of the season, which was the Newcastle game, which they drew 1-1, which is around 24,600. So I'm going... I don't know. Well, we haven't we haven't spoke about what we're going for. We just we've looked at the attendances each. That's it. Yeah. I'm going with twenty four five five eight. Right. I reckon right. we've gone close on this. Well, I want to know what you've gone for, mate. Rightio. Now I actually looked at their most recent game at Selhurst Park. Yeah. They played um, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Okay. A rival, a Midlands rival of Aston Villa. Yeah. And in that game, it was 24,390. Oh. I have gone for 24,374. I think we're just, just going to be under the Wolverhampton Wanderers attendance that could be wrong you know i'm, I'm now i'm yeah, thinking I, it's you know it's there's all these to december right? the christmas markets yeah. in london are going to be out people are going to want to go have a nice jolly out down to london if they're, in they're playing anyway. good football Happy days. they're playing good football do you know what i mean don't see so you can go oh some more people might want to go they scored three goals last time you see, you've, you've got me thinking, and I'm thinking of changing, but I'm not going to change. I'm going to go for it. I was going to say, it. I feel I'm like at this point, you know? we've got to keep it. And I think, you know, Villa away, we're going to be sold out, um, as most weeks. You know, it's so a Newcastle, I think, you know, they've got a really good following uh, away from home. I don't, Wolves also have a good following, to be fair to them. We've um, got a decent, just, we've got a very good following. I think Villa's up, oh, this is why I've just gone under. You know, I, I just feel like, I don't you know. say that, but, but Newcastle, is also, Newcastle is also a very long way away. Yeah. So, like, but if you're in the mindset of a Crystal Palace fan, right, if you're Hopkin looking to curl one, right, <laughs> right, and you're going sort of week before the match day and you're going, oh, we're playing Newcastle on Saturday, three o'clock kickoff, what do you think? Like, if you're running an R and over going, and then you get, so 
I'm just trying to get into that mindset. I'm thinking, are we going to get slightly less than the Newcastle game? I don't know. I don't know to a Crystal Palace fan who has more pull, you know? I'm slightly under. I'm going slightly under. I would say for the the casuals, if you like, you're more likely to get a win against Newcastle. So you're probably more likely to go into that game, aren't you? Mate, you're just going in my favour here. I've said more more fans than you. You have said more fans than me. I don't. I'm hoping it's not like this all the time. I always go over and you go under. <laughs> but um, we have to so, see how it plays out, mate, aren't well, we? We will have to see how it plays out. I'm gonna try and sort some kind of um, spreadsheet out kind of thing so we can track it from over the season. I say I'll do that. I'll probably end up not doing that. Um, Sorry, for yeah. any audio listeners, I've just been like dancing around with this whiteboard. Yeah. I was going to make that a clip. <laughs> Gift that. <laughs> just all the so, all me celebrating when I win again. 11 out of 11 inbound. Just, just, inbound. For, just for confirmation, locking, locking the answers in, 24,374 oh, for myself. <laughs> George is going 24,558. Is that correct? That is correct. Right. I've just, re- just thrown the whiteboard away because I've just realised how bait that looks by holding a whiteboard up to my face <laughs> and how meanful <laughs> it is. So just going to move, step away from that now. I, li- I like your thinking, but I don't think we're that big yet. No, no, <laughs> not at all. But it can always happen, even between me and you, mate. <laughs> right everyone thank you very much for listening it's been a mad one it's been yes. a joyful one it's, it's been nice a long to one speak after a win for once that's why it's and gone on for so long next week we'll get another one and we'll be here for three hours you know what i mean we it's never I, stopping I don't, I don't know if i'll be here for three hours but it may be another long one hopefully it'll be another long one Okay, <laughs> maybe, maybe after the Man City game, if we manage to beat them, that one would then we'll be there for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right! Thank you everyone for listening. Take it easy. We'll see you soon. Cheery bye and up the villa, up the villa and cheery bye. So just say a bit of mirror image. See you later. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.